Good evening, Iron Sharp and Iron. This is Associate Pastor Sonia Hosey of God's Way Christian Baptist Church. And I am starting the series about emotional health and faith. And this particular um, series is going to be on anxiety. I hope that if you're listening to me, it uh, you are on uh, Spotify. I believe that's how you pronounce it. There's an app. And if there are others that you may know um, that may need this app, just let them know that this is a free app. I hope you will enjoy the series that will be coming up. I hope that you will learn from those uh, discussions. And according to what who we are on the site, it's about iron sharpening iron as one person sharpens another. Today is October the 21st, 2019, and my favorite daily affirmation is this is a day that the Lord has made and let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so glad. I'm so happy that God has taken this to a whole different level just in my ministry, just to approach things in a different way. Again, my name is Sonia Hosey. I am the associate pastor of God's Way Christian Baptist Church, and that is my local church in Taylor, Texas, and my senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Uh, B.R. Reese. And I'm just here just to give a disclaimer that I am not a licensed counselor. I am a person that have worked in the field for more than 20 years. I am passionate about speaking about uh, areas that addresses the emotional health, mental health of people. And I love people. I am a person that is very in tune to hear and to listen to the heart of people. And I try very hard to not judge. I mean, uh, none of us should judge because of the difficulties that people face, that there are certain issues, and there are many issues day by day that families are facing every single day. And so I'm beginning to learn uh, something when I hear people express their concerns or issues that I'm hearing with a different ear. Because sometimes people will lash out in certain ways, but if you hear at another level, there is a level of hurt. And so we need to learn uh, and have a, a deeper listening or deeper uh, we need to hear at a deep, deeper level because when we do that, we will hear pain and confusion and learn how to have a different compassion or a different level of compassion for them to have a safe place to grow. A lot of us will say that we have a spirit of discernment. Well, I believe that uh, need to be uh, addressed even more because now is a time to discern Uh, people a little bit more. For a period of time, uh, we will discuss different topics, and later on I will bring on others to interview. And our theme scripture for the podcast comes from Romans 12, 1 and 2. And this is the scripture that we will use as a baseline for all of the discussion that we're going to have on emotional health, faith, and the church. 
One of the things that I would like for you to do is just go ahead and get your uh, pen and paper and your Bible and um, refer to some of the scriptures that I placed down or, or discuss and review. And you just go back and take a little bit of time and review those scriptures over again. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that, uh, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer, to give up our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper worship. That's the way that we worship God when we give ourselves away to God to allow our spirit to meet his spirit to be in a spirit of God's spirit where we are not conformed to this world, to the pattern of this world, but we are transformed by the renewing of the mind. And when we click with God's click, that's how we begin to understand the word and to understand the truth and the true purpose and the true worship. And it says, and then we will be able to test and approve what God will is his good and pleasing and perfect will. So concentrating on to do not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And so our reaction to the scripture is saying that I am going to offer my entire life into the form of living and breathing and everything that I do in this time and and time in this hour as a sacrifice. And so Paul writes that we must no longer be conformed to the world to learn how to live the way that God has instructed us to live, to do what God has designed for us to do and to live and to love the way that God has shown us through his son to love. And so we understand that God insists, insists that we acknowledge Christ as our Lord and Savior. The Lord is the one who overrules, who, who, who oversees, who, who is over all that we are. And he rules who we are. And the Savior is the one who went to the cross in order for us to have life. He exchanged himself in order for us to have life. See, we need to understand that uh, in the transforming and, and of this life, that means that God is, you, you are surrendering, saying that God has permission or that he has rule over our lives. And so let me give a disclaimer at the beginning. This is not an opportunity to bash anybody. It's not to bash any church. I, I don't have all the answers, but it's an opportunity for us to continue to learn from each other, to grow with each other. This is what Iron Sharpen Iron is all about. It is the Ruth and the Naomi's walking together. It is the, the Elijah to the Elisha to learn from the Elijah. I mean, because both of them learn from each other, uh, given the gifts, sharing the gifts, understanding the gifts, uh, helping us to, to acknowledge what our gifts are. And this is an opportunity just to share. There may be differences of opinions 
Uh, however, we are just to learn and to grow and to sharpen each other through the process. Some of us are still understanding that most people are living, leaving the church. And there's a whole lot of reasons out there that people are leaving, uh, leaving the church. I, I'm not going to go into all of the different studies and all of that. Only thing I know is people are not in the church. But I don't want you to change your mind about the church. Because the assembly of the believers is what creates the change. More importantly, don't change the mind, your mind about Christ. Don't change your mind about the assembly of believers and don't change your mind about the Christ, about Christ. One time I mentioned that there, uh, that there was no such thing as church hurt. But let me correct that. Because through a conversation, I learned from a young lady that in her situation, and she was at another church, that she was hurt and she provided specific examples, detailed examples. She was the iron that sharpened me because I had a narrow view of what that really meant. For those who may know the Bible, those that may not know the Bible, uh, when we, at this particular time, as I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about the visible church, a place where we assemble. There are different scriptures that you can refer to uh, that, that defines or to reflect what the visible church look like, and it defines it. And so I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that you can write down and refer reference those back Acts 19 and uh, 31 you can find that Uh, Colossians 4 and 15 Acts 13 and 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 Acts 8 and 1 and then of course there's many other references uh, that you can refer to but for this purpose it is for us to understand about the church because it is coming together as an assembly of those coming to worship God in that place, the ecclesia. We're coming together in order to worship God and and for people to be saved and to be delivered uh, through salvation. Uh, So coming to God. And so one of the things that I want you to understand when I'm talking about the church, and this is for the purpose of future broadcasts, is to break down the stigmas and emotional help, faith, and the church. So some are leaving the church because of the stigma, because of judgment, because of misunderstanding, and all of those different things that isolate people. Iron women, and I'm sitting here and I'm going to just talk to you as I would my sister. Because we need to hold tight. We need to hold on to the faith. One of the scriptures that I want you to uh, reference or to look at is Hebrews 10 and 23. Because in the 
uh, one of the translations, it says to let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. I like that where it's talking about hold tightly without wavering because the wavering in a wind or in, in, in the water or something of motion, it will continue to move. But it says to hold tight without the wavering, without the continuing moving. I remember a while back, I mean, it's been years, I mean, years ago when uh, I went to a, a theme park and at the theme park, there was a roller coaster. And in my mind, <laughs> as I looked at that roller coaster, I was determined that I was going to get on that roller coaster. But as I approached the roller coaster, my heart was beating. I mean, it was it was beating pretty fast. I mean, this was kind of like the anxiety, the, uh, the my, you know, anxiety. I mean, I was, I was sweating. I was perspiring and all different kind of things. And my heart was beating. And I was, in a sense, I was kind of scared. I was fearful, but I wanted to be adventurous. And so as I went up and, and we got into the uh, ride, I mean, I can feel myself. My knuckles was gripping that bar so hard and my knuckles turned red. And if you know who I am, I'm a dark-skinned woman. And so, but I held on to that that bar so hard because I was in the fear and I did not want to lose <laughs> my grip. And so the word is telling us to, to, to hold tight because life will take us for a ride. That's just the reality of it. Life is going to be life. There's nothing that we can change about life. And so it's about holding on to the faith and your beliefs and not to change your mind about it, even in the very midst of this adventurous ride, because it is adventurous because we don't know what's going to happen from one place to another. Even though people may persuade you to not go there. See, somebody could have persuaded me, Sonia, don't go, don't go up there because I've been up on that ride and I don't think I want to stay up on that ride. So you may not want to go on that ride. You may just want to sit right here. Well, sometimes in the journey of life, you got to go through some stuff. And when you go through some stuff, you're going to end up being from some one place to another. See, that's the thing about process because, you know, sometimes we learn and, and if we stay at the same place, we will only know what we are accustomed to know and, and we we are stagnant but but it's about trying to um, move and to uh, go to a an adventurous place now we don't always ask for it and sometimes it don't feel good and sometimes we don't want it but it happens and so the word is teaching us to address the issues that we face it's okay during this uh, session about anxiety and all of that. It's okay to name your pain. It, it's not going to, it doesn't ad- identify you, but it's okay to give it a name. Your issue, and what I'm talking about is your issue, your, your condition, what, whatever it is that you want to call it. But it's something that's hindering in your spirit. There's something that is hindering in your, in your soul. 
But the bottom line is, is when you hold on to it, when you grip, God is going to heal you from that issue, from that condition. And like I said, whatever it is that you want to call it. And when we identify it, we can speak into that thing and we can recover because God is a recovering God. He, He recovers. Some may be healed completely. Some may live life with the condition. But most of all, God will bring us to a place of peace and contentment in every situation that we're in. Today, I will speak a little bit about anxiety. It's a normal part of life. Some can be uncontrollable. Some are overwhelming. Some can be excessive. Some can be draining, disabling. But when anxiety interferes with your daily activities, it can be a disorder. Anxiety disorders are real serious medical conditions if it gets to that part to that point just as real and serious as a physical disorder such as heart disease or or diabetes anxiety is is very common the term anxiety disorder refers to a specific psychiatric disorder which involves uh, extreme fear or worry. I'm sure everybody has gone through some type of fear, some type of worry, you know, worrying about, you know, the bills or worrying about your children or worrying, worrying about, I mean, just all kind of different, all kind of different types of things we, we worry. And there are symptoms of normal anxiety. And then there is uh, abnormal anxiety. Normal fear and anxiety. Some of the uh, symptoms that you may find is that there's an increase of your breathing, your racing mind, um, you know, increased perspiration. Um, I mean, just all kind of different things. And uh, some of you, you, you may have faced anxiety speaking in front of, you know, speaking in front of people, you know. I have that anxiety, you know, every now and then. I'm very fearful of of insects and all those kind of crawly creatures and all that kind of stuff. And so that is a fear. Uh, But there is also some abnormal fear, which can lead to panic attack. I want you to write this scripture down. It's coming from Psalms 55, 4, and 7. And again, this is this series about um, the anxiety or fear. David states that his heart is in anguish. And he's speaking about his inner man. And he says that the terror of death is within him. He's believing that this this anxiety is so intense that he's, he's, he, he's wondering if, 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 he, if this is going to take him to his death. And his fear and trembling that he's talking about, this anxiousness, and it's overwhelming him. This, this thing is so tragic to him and trauma that it's overwhelming him. And so he's saying in there, you know, I wish, I wish that I had wings of dove and I can just fly away and be at rest. This stuff that is happening, I wish I can just get away from the situation. 
because I want peace in this situation. I want peace in my family. I want peace in my home. I want peace in my finances. I want peace in my relationship. And so he's saying, you know, I wish I can just get away. Just get away. And so he's saying that he, you know, wants to flee away and stay in a desert. So he's he's saying that he wants to go to a place, a dry place. A, a dry place. And so we need to begin to understand, yes, sometimes we need to have a respite, self-care, things that we can, you know, get away and have some time, time with God. But it's at a peaceful place near the still water. Because through the, in the still water, as we lay beside the still water or sit beside the still water, the still water is there to nourish. It is to give life. And so we find some people who have abnormal fear and anxiety where uh, they are very overwhelmed. And even to the point that you want to isolate yourself. Instead of going towards people and and seeking for help and and, uh, requesting someone just to understand, to listen, and all of that, most would want to go and isolate themselves in pain. I hear most of the time the reason that they want to do that is because some people don't understand them. Stigma, judgment, shame, all of those different things isolating them in their pain. But when we look at David, Sonia, as we look at David, This can be Susan, this can be Sally, this can be Brad, it can be Fred. And we wonder, okay, if Fred is sitting beside me, did I wonder, was I paying attention? That something has changed about Fred? Are we seeing that maybe his demeanor has changed? Maybe his character has changed. There's something a little bit different. And I'm wondering, have we asked the simple question? Are you okay? Are you okay? Well, we can ask David, I noticed that you missed church. I notice you sitting by your, by yourself. I notice that you're very quiet. Are you okay? See, when we hear the word hold fast, it is saying that we need to embrace with confidence in Christ. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make misunderstandings. There's going to be a whole lot of things that's going on that that we may not make the right decision. 
We may not do the right thing, but we cannot kick nobody out the church. I've heard it on a few occasions where we're kicking people or, or saying that we're going to kick people out of the church. Honestly, really, you can't kick David out of the church. He's already hurting. He's already in pain. You can't, you cannot kick nobody out of your family. That's your brother. That's your sister. You cannot kick nobody out when you see them suffering in silence. David was suffering in silence. So I'm not just going to talk about the church by itself, but I am so also talking about people who say that they love the Lord. We cannot kick them out in isolation. We got to do more. And so in this situation, it's almost as though that somebody missed it. We missed it, David. We, we apologize, David. We missed it. Sarah, we missed it. And I'm just giving the names. I'm throwing out names. Put somebody's face. Put somebody's image in your eyes and, and, and just see. Sarah, I missed it. I'm sorry, I missed it. I didn't ask you. How are you? But it's okay. At least you can ask the question now. We can ask the question now. I love my local church. I love the direction that we're going. Because we continue to build from God's word and we're opening our eyes on issues that most do not want to address. I know that I'm a servant of God. I know that God is pressing me in different areas that I don't know anything about, but my eyes are wide open and I'm ready. I know that there's so much more in the body of Christ that we must do. And I'm bold to say that our faith community, our community can do more. I am bold enough to say that we've missed it. I said we, collective, we have missed it. We have missed opportunities to reach people who are lost and we must acknowledge it. We can change it one person at a time, one church at a time because it's God's kingdom. He rules it and as long as we obey it, he rules it and because he can change it. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have to come to a place to continue to grow, to learn about mental health, recovery, wellness, parallel together with the word of God. And we see lives change. I'm grateful because even the small nuggets, our churches continue, our church continues to grow, to learn about mental health, recovery, and wellness parallel to the word of God and seeing lives change. But with change, let me just be real and honest, real and honest, change sometimes comes with conflict because people will not understand. Some will not even understand. 
However, through God's word, it is healthy to have a positive change. Differences of opinion, positive conflict to create change. And we need to manage conflict. One of the top reasons that conflict occurs is because of lack of communication. And when we change these specific issues in our churches, we will be discussing things that are hard to discuss, but it's necessary. Jesus had an encounter with the woman at the well. It was necessary. Jesus had an encounter with the leopard. It was necessary. It was necessary. And so that's why I'm passionate about issues which hinder people because they don't have a voice. I still hear people talking about how there's continued to be judgment and they feel as though that they're voiceless to talk about the issues because they want to be hidden behind the mask of shame and stigma and misunderstanding and embarrassment and the list goes on and on. And the thing about it is, is that I'm okay and we should be okay uh, with those who still have not opened up about some of the issues that they're having because that's where they are. We need to meet people right where they are. Right where they are. I've had to learn from a situation. I remember a while back when I was talking about um, church hurt and uh, I, I, I stated that there's no church hurt. But I remember a young lady outside of our church that talked about her issue, issues that completely was inappropriate. completely inappropriate. And so it opened my eyes to say she sharpened she sharpened me. She challenged me. And I had to listen. I had to listen in my second ear of hearing. Conflict creates change. We cannot allow issues to be swept in the rug because of our own insecurities and our own insecurities about having face-to-face discussions. Somebody has to ask the questions because if not, we will continue to isolate, making excuses about how somebody else's 
behavior is because we feel uncomfortable to make that first step. We have to, iron sharp and iron, we must challenge each other to grow in uncomfortable places. And it is very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable to talk about some stuff. But that kind of uncomfortable place is necessary. Jesus had to talk to the woman at the issue with the uh, at the well about something that was very uncomfortable, but it was a requirement. And she then said, "There is a man who basically told her some stuff that she didn't even realize he knew." How can he know that about her? Could it be possible that he looked a little bit deeper in her? He didn't look on the surface, but he saw the pain within her because he looked at a different level of who she was and what she could be. If she was released from that issue, We need to go to the different level, here at a different level. No longer responding to the surface of an issue. We respond quickly because of being defensive. We need to learn how to have a compassion at a deeper level. Just like an onion skin, where we pull it down to another level of the skin, And sometimes it's kind of hard to get to that core. But at every level, the onion skin, it may not smell good. It may not taste good by itself when it's raw. But there is a shedding during the process, layer by layer. And we not get frustrated through the shedding process. See, we should already know that tells us that you know, Jesus is telling we we will still have issues in this world. It's guaranteed we're going to have issues. However, he also promises, thank you, Jesus, that we will have victory through faith. Because Jesus Christ overcame this world. He overcame the world. And so because we are his, he promises that we will have victory. See, Deuteronomy 31 and 6, I love this scripture. To be strong and courageous, Jesus, and do not fear or in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. Thank you, Jesus. Side by side, side by side with me. Side by side, it's like locking arms and and walking through that issue, walking through that place of uncertainty, walking through that place. Oh, God. I mean, if you can just see the imagery of somebody holding your arms locked in on both sides and you have the confidence because one sister is on one side and the other sister is on, on, on the other side and they're not being judgmental, but they're walking with you. Thank you, Jesus. 
And it says he will never leave you nor forsake you. See, this is an opportunity for us to learn together, to heal together, to understand God's word as it relates to our issues. All of us, you know, need to, I just want to make sure that you all understand. And I would suggest, I plea, I beseech you, get in a church. If you don't have a church, get a local church to receive consistent teaching, fellowship, and guidance because you are fed at a local church, a Bible teaching church, a church where they teach, where you can learn how to be transformed, not only just hearing the word, but to be doing by the word. See, the church can help you learn to study, to apply God's word into your life. If you're not in a church, you come into a church. You study God's word. Stop listening to what people will say about different churches. If that church don't work for you, then you go to another church, but find a church somewhere so that they can plug you into God. Because it's only God that will get you out of the being conformed to the world, but being transformed by the renewing of God's word. And to get another plug in to my church. My church is God's way. Christian Baptist Church in Taylor. And again, my pastor, senior pastor is Reverend Dr. B.R. Reese. And so when we hear, and again, this is around the emotional health and faith, and this one is going to be specifically around anxiety. We often hear in our churches To pray about our depression, our trauma, our anxiety, our fears, wounds, our molestation, abandonment. Yes, please pray. It's critical. It's crucial. It's almost like water in the middle of a dry drought in a desert. The preach word is crucial because it gives you the words, the, 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 the word of God in order to live. Faith is crucial because now, because of the word, now I can walk steady in the word that I won't crumble over. We continue to hear from some people that if you're suffering from these things, that means it's your faith that you don't have enough faith. Most will say that you haven't prayed long enough, that you don't have enough faith, that you don't have enough belief. And the people who are in suffering, in silence, they will say, but I prayed. The trauma of this abuse will not go away. This molestation, it will not go away. This depression will not go away. These wounds will not go away. This abandonment will not go away. And they feel pressure because we're saying, you pray, you believe, 
But what happens if you need a little bit more? What happens? Just like if you had a broken leg, don't you go to the hospital? If you have diabetes, don't you maintain your levels with medication? And this is the same. Sometimes we have to seek the help in order for us to get and to tap into the word so we can hear God's word. Sometimes the mind is so chaotic that it can't even hear God's word. So traumatized that we can't hear God's word. And yes, God can reach to the very deep places of your spirit and in your soul. But sometimes, oh God, there must be a renewing of the mind. I had experienced a hard journey of rare disease and I went from doctor to doctor and some of you may know about the woman with the issue of blood and there was no real solution it became exhausting because my desire was to seek an answer I just needed a name to this pain I needed a name I didn't understand it and it changed so many areas of my life there's still some residue of that even though you know this chronic illness started in 2014 and we're sitting here at 2019 but there is still some residue left over from the journey that I had gone through I praise God and I give God all the glory because he brought me through I would not ask anybody to go through that But he gracefully, thank you, Jesus, healed me in many areas of my life. But there was times during the process I felt defeated. I felt as though that I was a burden. But God took me through a process. The medications had me all confused. It took me to a place where I I didn't even know who I was in some instances, but because in order to get me stable, that's where it had to go. My struggle was to be the same. But because of the medication, it created a chemical imbalance. And throughout my journey, my medications have reduced significantly. And it's because of my my continue to follow up with a doctor that I trusted. I know God led me to this doctor. I know it. Even though we're going through the process, and I'm telling you a little bit about my testimony, although my outside appears to be fine, I went through moderate anxiety. It can be healthy in a sense, but if it's a long term, it can become a um, abnormal kind of anxiety. This anxiety forced me out of my comfort zone. It caused me to live more dependently on the Lord. Although 
It was within me, the stuff that was going on. I had to find content. I believe you can find a scripture. I believe it's in uh, Psalms 94 and 19 where it's talking about content. And although I'm going through the process, sometimes I can be misunderstood because the medications somewhat are still in my system. I'm still uh, on a few medications, but nowhere near of where I was. And my life is, has drastically changed. That's why iron sharpened iron is because it's okay. This is a place where it's okay. I'm, I'm revealing where I am in the place of this place of where I am because about iron sharpening iron. Because it's okay for me to take off my mask in order for others to understand that you're going to be at a place of un- being uncomfortable. However, there was times during the process I can no longer use the same excuse. And I have to be responsible for my own actions. I thank God that I can come to the place of, of recognizing myself and who I am, my faults and my failures. And he gave me the strategies to move from one level to another. I'm going to share with you some of the practical strategies that God had given me. It wasn't overnight, but it was a process. The strategies that I used was finding a scripture that helped me through this journey. The scripture that I leaned on was to be still and know that I am God. Just that little piece, be still and know that I am God. The stillness and to know. And that's from Psalms 46 and 10, which comforted me. It meant to me, it meant to me, Sonia, look, listen to me a little bit closer. Stop allowing the issues of your condition, the issues of of what is going on in your mind, in your body, and all these different, be still for a moment and listen closer and to know that I got you. Be silent for a while and hear what I'm telling you. Relax. Because if you get caught up in the fear, if you get caught up in the confusion, you will not hear what I want you to hear. Thank you, Jesus. And I leaned on this scripture because I saw myself in the middle of a tornado. Listening to so many doctors never getting a diagnosis, losing my $80,000 job and realizing that I had a desire to work, but I could no longer work. It was like a whirlwind going around me. And But God says to be still and know that I'm God. I had believed that I was stripped of everything. I, I, I couldn't. Uh, uh, couldn't fi- figure out all the different things. I, 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 I didn't understand how I got into this situation, but God says, I got another strategy for you. Thank you, Jesus. 
And so I had to change my strategy and listen to God because he had another assignment for me. It didn't make sense for me to leave or to have to leave, not not wanting to leave, but I had to leave my job. And he put me on another path and he done it intentionally. I didn't see it in the midst of the whirlwind because at one point in time, I was not standing still and listening to the Lord, but he kept me still for a moment in order for me to hear the word. So that's the scripture that I lean on. You find a scripture that you can lean on. I also, as a part of this strategy, I had to realize that I was no I was not in control. That I must trust. I could not maneuver the situation. I couldn't change the situation. I couldn't change my disorder. I couldn't change where my job was. I couldn't change it. And so I asked, and I asked for, uh, I prayed for trust. Lord, help me to have trust in you. Fear cannot change the fact. Fear cannot change the fact. The fact was, is that at that particular time, at that journey, at that crossroad, at that transition, I could not do the job. That my body could not handle some things that I wished it could handle. Another strategy that I had, I had to go to a counselor. I'm grateful that my insurance allowed me to um, allowed me to have the insurance to do counseling on um, online, which gave me the opportunity. To receive a counselor that I chose, one that understood my culture, and one that was Christian-based, which I meet at the comfort of my home. The other strategy, oh, and, and let me back up. <laughs> I, I needed the counselor because I'm sure people were tired of me saying the same thing. I can laugh. I can laugh at myself on that one, because I was tired of hearing my own self saying the same thing over and over without coming to a solution. And with the counselor, she helped me come to a solution in various aspects of my life. It's been helpful. If you need it, good. If you don't need it, good. But for me, that's what helped because I couldn't see through it and I needed the extra help. She's given me specific assignments in order to work on and that's what I do. Also through my insurance, I have been offered free membership at a 24 hour fitness. And it's so funny because, and this is about strategies that that work for me I went out and I purchased my color-coordinated workout outfit 
I coordinated with my shoes. I mean, I was just too cute. I thought I looked cute, my little headband and all that kind of stuff. I even had where we had aqua uh, uh, Zumba and I had my my bathing suit and all of that kind of stuff. And I mean, I was looking cute and all of that. And so I went into the room where we were doing the exercise and uh, somewhere about my age and and then there was some 70, 80-year-old folks in there that was making me look bad. I couldn't do some of the stuff that I was asked to do in the exercise room. And the instructor told me, she says, well, Sonia, don't get discouraged because some of these people have been here for a while, so don't quit. I didn't want to quit. The other minor uh, strategy was just drinking more water, which I'm still working on. The other strategy is, is to use my voice, but to come and use my voice in a way that is positive and not confrontational. And to continue to use it to advocate for others, myself and for others, which sometimes can still be very difficult in our faith communities, and in our homes, and our families, sometimes it's difficult on all areas. So Iron, you need to give your whole life, your insecurities, your thoughts, your emotions, your health, your finances, your friendship over to God. Because through anxiety, you cannot control the situation. In everything, you got to go through God to make the right decisions. This world is ever-changing, it's confusing, it's chaotic. It's every man for itself. And if you get caught up in the whirlwind of life, you would then be conformed by the world and confused by the world, chaotic in the world. For those who are not in church, get into a church. Some are in church, begin to apply God's word. Some have faith, but don't know how to use it. Some have been in church, but don't seem to grow. Someone walking in maturity, continue to allow God to change you from the inside out and walk beside another sister. Again, mine were the strategies of what God gave me in my situation. Women, I just want all of you to know, or women, men, everybody, I want you to know, that we're striving every day to be people of God. Helping us understand to not trade our lives for this world. Throughout this broadcast, we will continue the discussions about emotions. However, we have to understand that there is a parallel between our emotions, our health, our spirituality, the Bible, 
of what God says in his word. His word is true. His word has authority. His word has power. And our emotional health is in line with our spiritual health. I hope you can join me on the next series as we continue to learn about anxiety and our faith and how we can be renewed and healed. I thank you for allowing me to sit down with you. And again, my name is Sonia Hosey. Iron sharpens iron as one woman sharpens another. Join us the next time. See you later. Be well.